Third World Cinema Club. Welcome guys to another episode of Third World Cinema Club. I'm John Tawasil from Present Confusion. I am Princess Kina of Film Police Reviews. I am Jim of Jimmy Lecola Tibapa. I'm Engelbert of Film Police Reviews. Louis Baharam of Cinephilia.ph And we have a special guest for today. You've seen him on... Uh, You've seen him in uh, McDonald's commercial with Jesse Mendiola. You've seen him in Rappler, <laughs> the Hubble, uh, Hustle podcast, and on Twitter sometimes. On Twitter sometimes, and now in his retreated multiple times, and uh, in his most challenging role to date. Yeah. <laughs> He's in a thousand cuts. Yeah, grabbing preparations so for Tristan <laughs> Zinampanya. So today we're we're gonna talk about a recently uh, streamed um, documentary here in the Philippines for Independence Day. It's Ramona SDS's uh, A Thousand Cuts as part of PBS Frontline. So this is the festival version of that documentary. Who knows? Ko yung PBS version? Maybe just an hour long, an hour thirty minutes. Minus commercials. Um, so, yun, it's uh, A Thousand Cuts is about, mainly about uh, Maria Reza's uh, struggle to not get arrested. <laughs> and, um, ano, in a quick, siguro, glimpse into the disinformation network na tinayo sa Pilipinas in the past, siguro, five or six years. Ayun. So it's it's her follow it's her para follow up to 2017's Motherland or Bayan ng Inamo. Uh, and this is siguro this deals with in, this deals with the politics in a broader perspective. So I guess start na muna ako dun sa thoughts ko dun sa film. The film is ano eh parang ang dami niyang gusto sabihin. Yun yung pinaka kaya ko sinabi it's mainly about Maria Reza but it also touches on Uh, yung ano natin sa election yung yung senatorial elections on 2018 so may coverage with uh, Bato de la Rosa with Moka Uson also with Samira Gutok na medyo may ano doon and because of that i think the film was a little bit ano hindi siya focused or it could have been served better as a para mini series kasi ang dami niyang gustong talakayin and Personally, other than Reza herself, it could also have dug deeper into the, ano, yung, kasi the, my favorite parts dun sa documentary was when they were talking about how one influencer could, you know, paano, paano kinakalat yung mga disinformation messages na yun. It's, it's one of the Influencers, most fascinating. Influencers, yeah, oh. Kaya, Jamar, ganyan. I wish <laughs> okay, that... <laughs> Yon, sana sana doon nag-concentrate yung film instead of yung just on Maria Reza. And also um although I get na meron silang they focused on just one people, person being targeted by the government. Um sana yung iba doing media outlets kagaya nung ano nila sa ABS-CBN or sa yung pagpatay ng mga ibang journalists, yung talagang summary execution of journalists in general. Yun yung yun yung preliminary feelings ko pero sige parang as as the conversation goes on mag, mag share pa ako pero so what do you guys think about ano a thousand cuts si sino gustong mauna I'll let you guys talk muna tapos syempre i can't remove myself from that narrative kasi kami should shoot for two years eh so oh, yun, yun. <laughs> pero I'll, ano, i'll add na lang to uh, like 
from what in understanding namin when it was when they were going around our office. <laughs> so sige, sino gustong mag-comment first on ano, on a thousand cuts? Ako, ako, I wanna comment kasi I saw it before it was released to Independence Day. I saw it sa Hot Dogs Canada mm-hmm. um last May. That's the same cut. Rafi? Yes, cut? it's the same cut. I verified. I rewatched the um, the PBS Frontline version, and it's ah. basically the same. Um, para sa akin, I understood why Ramona SDS had to shoot it in a linear way. Because even though there were flashbacks here and there, it was shot from 2015 all the way to Christmas Day 2019. Eh. You know when when you know V Tristan Zinampan appeared. Char. Yeah. but. <laughs> For me, kaya siya din a thousand cuts. It basically reflects what um, Maria Reza said in um, her speech sa Lasal. Um, she specifically quoted, what we're seeing is death by a thousand cuts of our democracy. And many people would think, ay parang ano lang, line lang ni Taylor Swift or whatever. But, char. But I just had to plug that. But anyway, um, for me kasi it was very surgical in how it analyzes the Um, the information system that we have here in the Philippines, how social media social media was weaponized in such a way that it had propelled the likes of Moka Uson and um, General Ronald Bato de la Rosa to be in you know these higher level platforms that they have now, as opposed to um, you know lower tier people who are you know, much, much better than these two, like, say, Samira Guto, you know, because they had to be there, um, you know. Um, with Maria Reza, she she somehow stands in the middle of it all. Eh? Like, she she's the one who has to balance between, um, you know, uh, in, um, making the government accountable, but at the same time, making sure that they stay true to, to, the, to the vision of Rappler, which is to provide... Um, truthful and unadulterated news to the public. Um, of course, um, Ramona SBS's intention was to present it in a way that you will be pierced, um, you know, with a thousand cuts. It's like you're falling off, like what I described before. It was like you're falling off of a cliff and then there are a thousand knives trying to cut you and, uh, you know, trying to pierce through your skin um, until you're rendered dead or yes. at least incapable of moving. thousand cuts. Uh-uh. That's why it's death by a thousand cuts. And ganun siya pinresent eh. Um, you never expect what you would see scene after scene. Ganun siya pinresent. And I think the intention of Ramona Esbias is to be as objective as she can be, even though she is siding with, um, you know, with Maria Reza, obviously. But she tries to be as much as possible um, not too biased in the sense that she's also presenting the sides of Bato, of Mocha Uson. Um, but of course, the main essence of it here is that um, Rappler is a stalwart institution of truth. Um, of course, with its voices like Tia Renada and Patricia Evangelista um, echoing the same p- pitches that Maria Reza has um, and how its naysayers, you know, the, the people who have believed the likes of Mocha Uson, you know, have halted such voices from expressing what the nation deserves to know. And what the world deserves to know. So for me, it was very effective, and I feel like, you know, what Ramona SBS has done is necessary. Yeah. So yun. Um. Any other thoughts on the film? I don't know. 
guys. Sino na? <laughs> ikaw, Louie. Ikaw. Uh, okay. Sige sa akin. Um, I think when watching the film, perception matters as much as in any other film. Kasi kapag napanood mo tong uh, Thousand Cuts na ayun, shaken ka na sa mga nangyayari sa bansa mo, parang nababawasan yung weight niya. Uh, kagabi, nung nag-browse ako sa social media, parang karamihan na nakikita kong uh, criticism. Uh, yung information na pre-present isn't anything new really, which I agree on. Pero it doesn't uh, necessarily lessen the weight. Parang ang tingin ko kasi sa pelikula lang to, it was mostly made for, ano, for the uninformed. Uh, and that includes foreigners, tsaka Filipinos, tsaka mga, mga apolitical na Filipinos dito sa atin. Ayun lang. Siguro I'll build up on the opinions of others na later. Yeah, I mean, isa din sa mga questions ko when I watched this was, who, um, who was this made for exactly? Yeah. Uh, um, I mean, hindi naman siya, I doubt na it will change the minds of the EDS, yung mga mm. hardcore. And, well, at, at best, parang for, for people na talagang critical sa gobyerno, it will be a reminder. Pero, mm. I was thinking, would it sway the opinion of other people? So, inisip ko din na, since this is a PBS show, it was probably meant for an American audience. Yeah. Um, or at least an international audience. Doon dun ma-access sa kanila. At least meron silang parang primer to. Mm-hmm. what's going on here in the Philippines. So, yun. And I think may, may nabasa din akong tweet na yung mga people on the fence, yung mga fence-hitters, or yung mga, yeah. yung mga hindi pa sila sure whether they'll go for or against the administration, tulong to na, you know, to push them one way or the other. Mm-hmm. Kaso ang, nap- ang napansin ko dito, may pagka-elitist siya eh, in terms of perspective. Mm, yeah. In what way, ano, Louie? Siguro ano, uh, may nabasa kasi akong tweet kagabi tapos nung nag-reflect more ako sa pelikula, may napansin niya akong moment doon na may nagtanong na parang nag-benefit kasi siya doon sa ano, sa let's say, sa tokhang, parang tumaas daw yung sahod niya, yung tumaas yung, uh, yung pension what niya. you call it? Yeah, pension. Mm-hmm. Tapos si Maria Resta answered with a poem. Tapos parang hindi naman pinakita yung reaction ng matanda. Nag-cut lang bigla. English yung in-English in- pa yeah. <laughs> Parang ano yun? <laughs> uh, actually, yun yung medyo ano din ako eh. Parang valid na concern yun. Lalo na sa hmm. mga supporters sa administration. Kasi marami naman, to be fair ha, marami namang nakinabang in one way or another sa ginawa ng administrasyon. Um, so, ma- ang, ang ano dyan is mahirap mag-empathize eh. Lalo na along class lines. Kasi yung, yung pinaka nagdurusa dyan is oh, mahirap. Mga upper middle class or ano, I mean, merong konting apekto sa kanila. Maybe yung mga dagdag dagdag ano ng train law or mga ganyan. Pero on the whole, parang their lives aren't affected that largely. Mm. Pero ano, I also wanna pinpoint kasi nga um Louie mentioned na um there's an elitistic sort of parang approach or vibe yung pelikula. But then again, we're talking about journalism here kasi. It's it's a very mm. um complicated um discourse if we are to say na um journalism is elitist. Kasi um 
let's also put into consideration the previous discussion that we've had with Direct J um, regarding the ABS-CBN shutdown. Kumbaga, it's along the same line there, or it's along the same veins as what A Thousand Cuts is trying to present. To present eh. um, kumbaga, with, with journalism, kumbaga, we, have, we have to be as unbiased and as, you know, as, dito, as um, you know, unclouded as as we can be in terms of gathering these info, Kumbaga, um, ane, we, we need to be informed or not really us, but we need to be reminded of what exactly is going on. Um, siguro it's also why many people are saying na nakakagalit yung pelikula um, the same way na mm. nagalit sila when they saw The Kingmaker, which also mm. I have to pinpoint that it also garnered the same uh, feedback and same opinions that uh, a thousand cuts had um it's because um we, we need to be reminded every now and then that this is happening in our country and sometimes we forget with all of the shit that's going on right now sometimes we have a tendency to not remember that hey this is happening to our country we need to stand up and fight and i think that's what the 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 film is trying to you know encourage people to, to be like Maria Reza, to stand up and fight and, um, you know, to be angry that this is happening right now in our society. Na hindi pa rin pala natin nakamit yung freedom na minimension ni Maria Reza doon sa pelikula na, ano eh, na she was very happy to know na um, the Philippines has already claimed freedom after an oppressor like Ferdinand Marcos, you know, has, you know, been uh, parang napatalsek. After yung mapatalsek si Ferdinand Marcos, she was very happy to serve, you know, the Philippine nation. And then all of a sudden, this happens to her. You know, kumbaga, where's the justice in that? Uh, you know, where's the where's the freedom in that? You know, kaya, ayun, it's a necessity. It's a it's necessary for us to know, you know, uh, what's going on. And sometimes we need to be reminded, even if it's, you know, yeah. um... unfocused. I think ano eh, I think it's necessary then I think the film is a necessary watch in the sense na you still have to look at it critically pero yeah, yeah. kailangan mo pa rin panoorin eh kasi yun nga eh um I Pwede ah sige 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 Louie ko muna Ano napansin ko kasi dito yung cinematic language naman na ginagamit ng pelikula is accessible naman pero yeah. only on a surface level yes. kasi kung titingnan mo yung mga presentation of images niya parang they aren't really projected to be read as text, uh, if you get my meaning. Kaya parang mapupush ka talaga na hukayin yung uh, complexities na mafi-figure out mo na lang on your own. So, ang concern ko dito is paano naman yung mga, alimbawa, yung mga masa na gusto mapanood tong pelikulang to, pero parang ang makikita lang nila, uh, misinformation, kumbaga. Parang ganun yung nangyayari kasi. Yeah. I think, um, okay din sana na nag- kung mag-include sila ng perspective ng ng tao na yeah, nagre-receive ng misinformation. Parang para mag-gauge mo how much have they been misinformed and mm-hmm. also what do they think about yung nangyayari with with yung stifling ng press freedom. Kasi mm-hmm. kung I think that would probably siguro it would solve some of the prob- <laughs> the criticisms the film has in terms of yung point of view niya. Kasi ako, personally, mas nag-gravitate ako towards kay Piara Niada at kay Patricia Evangelista. Same, kay, actually. Kay Maria Reza. 
Kasi they are on the ground eh. They are, you know, parang frontliners. Frontliners yeah. sila eh. Lahat ba nagana nag-express na ng stance nila or mm-hmm. si Jim na lang tsaka si Princess. <laughs> Princess yeah. ikaw. Ses muna. Ses muna. Go. Um, ayun. So, ako, actually, ako mixed siya. Um, I could give it like four stars over five. Kasi maganda naman yung pagkakagawa niya. And sabi nga ni Rafi sa chat, parang this is one of her um, hindi ganun ka-organized na documentaries. Which I, it, which is which is very admirable. Maganda siya kasi nga wala siyang flow. Pero sa akin, ano, ang ang dating kasi sa kanya is I agree with Louie and at the same time, I also agree with Rafi. Mm-hmm. Kasi, I, I know who Maria Ressa is. Pero what if the person who's watching it, like my BBS relatives who have no idea who Maria Ressa is and are part of the the victims of nung mga um, na-attack ng misinformation or yung nalil, nasali sa group tapos yun yung na-brain, na-brains, um, na, na-brainwash sa kanila ng information na Maria Ressa is a CIA agent or stuff like that, ganyan. Hey, ano that? Ba? To be clear lang, guys. <laughs> hindi siya, hindi siya CIA agent. <laughs> through the years, talagang lagi ko silang ini-educate na, no, she's not from the CIA. She's not recruited spy. She's actually a Fulbright scholar. Ganyan. So you have to, so yun. So, my only worry is kahapon, when I was watching it, I was watching it with government employees since martial law. So, they know how you know how gruesome freedom uh, press freedom is here in the philippines but they don't they have no idea about rapplers ano um yung yung nangyari kay rapper na akala talaga pati sila naniwala na nagme-misinformation si rapper ganyan ganyan so i had to explain to them na actually yung team ng yung team ng rapper they're part of ano of mayores's team from abs ganyan ganyan so maybe she had to Kasi, oh, sige, ito ah, no holds barred. I have a feeling kasi na siyempre si ABS, may kanya-kanya silang bias. Like si GMA, may kanyang bias. Si ABS, may kanya-kanyang bias. So, dati, nung pinafound pa ng si Rappler, tapos yung friend ko ang nag-work dyan dati is sharing with us na, sige, like, ito page namin, ganyan-ganyan, kasi we're trying to build a new website, blah, 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 ganyan. So, alam mo yun, ako, I have a first-hand experience or second-hand experience on how Rappler was built. So, it's not, it's contrary to whatever everyone is saying now na they're being fed by whatever institutions. Hindi, kaya nga sila na-build kasi, you know, they're not like other news outlets. Wow. Bayaran mo ako, Tristan. Uh, may ganon? That came out of nowhere, girl. Joke. I'd go lang din pala, very quickly, um, one quibble that I've had or I had with the film um, upon my first and second viewings of it would be the language itself. Not the cinematic la- language, but the language it uses. Um, mm-hmm. Siguro dito ako nag agree with Louie in, in a way. Kasi predominantly English eh, di ba? Oo, parang kahit yung mga, yun nga, kasama kong mga nanonood, parang sabi nila, ang konyo naman yan. Tapos ako, hindi ganyan lang talaga sila magsalita kasi they're <laughs> used to that language. Pero they're very down to earth. Parang yun. Kung hindi ko mm-hmm. in-explain yun or wala akong hindi ko sila kilala like sila Pierre Nada or si Patty Evangelista, ganyan, or si Mayra herself. Mahirap siyang i-explain. So, actually kahapon, may isang group na nag-discuss about that. Tapos, 
ano sila, medyo group sila of intellectuals, elitists, ganyan, whatever. whatever. Tapos I said that na, my only worry is that how if it won't connect to makamasa audiences or yeah. you know, the, the ones mm. who, are, who really need to really need to see this. Kasi tayo, we have an idea what this is kasi we know these people who are um subjected to the doc, yung subjects ng documentary. Kilala natin sila first and second hand experience. Pero what if mm. those people who, are, who have no idea who they are? Paano? So ang reply lang ng lahat is, well, ginawa siya for Western audiences. And I think that's something that the filmmakers should address. Kasi, mm-hmm. parang, okay, it, it's a Filipino-American documentary. It's not an, a Filipino documentary. You know, parang wala siya, the, the, the film itself doesn't have its own identity. Yes. So, and I feel like, kung if we, we really want the, the film to leave a lasting impact, it wouldn't be with the international audiences, eh. It would be mm-hmm. our fellow Filipinos. Kasi, um, syempre, alam natin yung nangyayari, pero hindi lahat tayo alam kung ano yung sitwasyon tulad nga na sinabi mm-hmm. mo. Um, ang dapat mas makaalam ay yung mga tao na, um, you know, hindi sila nabigyan ng liberty or ng privilege to access information. Um, and yung documentary na to, um, had it been, um, had a, a different language uh, been used, to, to um, you know, say what it wanted to say, pakiramdam ko, it would leave a better impact sa maraming tao. Oh, stronger And, nga. Ako, um, I agree din dun sa mga ibang points nyo. So, ang una kong napansin or na-observe with A Thousand Cuts ay unfocused nga siya. Kasi usually in a doc, you nakafocus lang siya in, let's say, one to, th- to three case studies eh then may mga resource person lang na i-interview and then babakapan mo lang yun or susuportan mo siya ng facts or details regarding the case studies. So, beforehand, parang I expected uh, with a thousand cuts na rappler lang sa kasi Maria Reza yung focus nung, ano, nung story. However, uh, may mga different angles like nakita natin yung sa campaign, nung elections no, nila Bato, niya ni Moka, Samira Gutok, even yung um, Duterte's um, war on drugs, yan. the fake news, then pinakita din yung struggle nila Pia Ranyada and um, Patricia Evangelista. Ang nag-stand out sa akin dito ay nakita natin yung women empowerment. Kasi mas nag-focus sila dun sa mga ano yung mga babae within the rapper. <laughs> Ganon. And then, I agree then with the multiple messages ng doki. Saka yung naging barrier yung ginamit na language. Kasi, uh, masisense mo agad na yung docu ang kinikater niya foreign audience. Kasi sa atin, na uh, mga Filipino, we already knew yung mga pinepresent nitong docu yun lang yung ano, parang for me, ang barrier kasi nung language na ginamit nung film ay para rin, I mean, ano, agree din ako sa iba na paano siya connect dun sa masa. Kasi not all, hindi naman natin ina-underestimate, pero may mga tao pa rin naman or may mga Filipino pa rin naman na hindi ganun kaano rin with English, ba diba? So, yun, for me, yun yung napansin ko with, ano, with, a thousand cuts. Saka ang natutuwa din ako with a thousand cuts naman, not only 
si La Pierreñada saka si Patricia Mangilisa and Maria Reza yung nakita ko eh. Nakita ko yung... Ako, I, nakita mo ako doon. <laughs> yes, nakita kita. Natuwa <laughs> ako doon. Uy, kaibigan ko yan. Yung si... <laughs> ang natuwa kasi ako noon, Tristan, yung sila Glenda Gloria. Kasi di ba sila yung hindi napapansin? Ah. Di ba yung managing editor? Yung ibang kasama ni Maria Reza standing for her. Ngayon, kahit na konti lang yung um, exposure nila, di ba may part pa nga na usapan na tinatanong si Glenda Gloria na, eh, paano yan? Ganito, ganyan. And then sabi, di makulong, ganun. I'll go to jail, ganyan. Pero di ba ang usapan biglang, eh ang, ano naman, ang target naman talaga si Maria Reza. So ang ganda ng moment na yun na nag-uusap sila dun sa, ano, sa office. Ayun, yun lang mm-hmm. naman. Maikli lang naman yung ano, comment ko with ano, a thousand cuts. Ayan. Um, Sige, Louie. Okay. To add to that, uh, isa sa mga strongest points nung docu para sa akin yung ano, yung, hum- yung stories of human drama niya na pinapresent yung mga journalist as susceptible. Kasi uh, isang standout moment dun sa akin na talagang nag-resonate sa akin yung nag-iyosi si uh, Pat Pastabay. I'm not sure. Kasi parang magkawa sila ni Pia Canada sa mata ko. Pero ayun, nag-iyosi siya tapos she broke down and cried. Basta sobrang, ano, sobrang sonan na akin. Kitang-kit mo yung paranoia sa mata. Yeah. Ayun lang naman. Mm-hmm. Uh, Saka, ano pa pala, yung isa pang moment na nagustuhan ko doon, sorry, <laughs> yung, di ba, uh, nasa podium si Pierre Nyada, and then suddenly, she broke down. Yeah. And then, mm-hmm. sinabi niya na, na, hindi siya makapaniwala because Rappler was on their side, na hindi sila iniwanan. Kahit ganun na yun nangyayari. So, parang, sure. Well, Tristan, I believe <laughs> you're proud as well with your company regarding uh, on that matter. Kasi talagang makikita mo yung support din ng ano niya. Tristan, ikaw, what can you well, <laughs> say about it? <laughs> kasi diba, okay, I cannot react in a way na, kasi this is basically, this has been basically dinocumenting yung buhay ko for the past two years. Kasi literally, like in everyday office life, na, life namin na dinocument. So this is like, two years worth of footage. Mm-hmm. 2018, yeah. Two years worth of footage. So, ang ano ko lang doon, it's like, most of the commentary that I hear, most of the criticism, it's because, like, we have an idea of what the definitive Filipino documentary on press freedom and on rappers should be. But again, we're forgetting that we're, for, we're trying to fit um, this documentary into the form that we want it to be pero again the intent was not was not ano not, not for local audiences i know it's um it, i know many people may find it bakit hindi para sa masa bakit hindi but it was mostly spoken in english but again kasi this was produced um um produced sa foreign ramona herself is based in the us yeah this um was intended to show sa sa foreign foreign um, festivals. So again, um, if it's not yung gusto natin, okay, ito yung papalabas naman sa klase namin or ito yung papalabas sa mga teatro ng Pilipino, the, I'm not speaking for the filmmaker, but again, this may not have been the intent. So, it's hard enough to craft a narrative documentary kasi you have to sort through um, two years of footage, you have to um, pin to the scope 
and w- how do you streamline things. So, ayun nga. Um, I don't really know how you can reconcile that. But, like what, what he said, John, diba, na it is still worth the watch kasi it, ano eh, it adds to that okay, we may already know what's happening for us, um, for us well in, well informed or those for the, for us who, who are aware of you know, of the news, diba? But it adds pa rin. It, it adds to that, to that, to that current feeling so it adds to our, to our current knowledge. Mm-hmm. Pero ang tingin ko kasi, yun nga, yun lang yung basic dissonance eh. We are expecting something that that will be um, catering to us for first and foremost. Pero again, that was not the intent of the filmmaker. Dadagdag ko na pala. Um, just to make it clear, yung, yung through line when they shot it was that they just wanted to present the um, attacks on press freedom, the disinformation network by the lens of a rappler during the elections. Okay. So, y- yun yung alam namin that they were shooting. Mm-hmm. So, dun siya nakasentro talaga nung ginagawa siya. Okay. So, I, mean, I, mean, I may be mistaken, pero, kaya, kasi ako rin yun, um, just to make it clear, coming, uh, hindi hindi um news reporters kasi i'm not i'm not a wala ako sa hard news eh wala ako sa justice beat wala ako sa police beat i i handle culture and more ano eh more ay alam naman i handle hustle diba so it's a culture yeah. so so i'm i'm not in the crosshairs wala ako sa front lines per se like like my colleagues Pero kami rin, hindi namin, when we first saw the film back in February, sa private screening, kami rin ourselves, we didn't know na, ay, covered rin pa si, si Bato, covered rin pa si Mocha. Ah. Pero yun kasi, yun nga, they were really capturing what was happening during, during the elections. Kasi I think that's the that's the case study for, this, for the, the machinations pag, when, when you talk about attacks on press freedom and the disinformation network. So, alam mo yun, I'm in a way, I'm also commenting as a viewer, pero I cannot remove myself from the narrative. Kasi, yung nga eh, when I was watching it, I was also unsure if, is am, am I enjoying this? Kasi, basically, ano te, war flashbacks eh. <laughs> I mean, PTSD. <laughs> I, alam, may mga inside jokes kami, may mga, alam ko yung context, kasi nga, it, it is a lived-in experience of ours eh. But at the same time, I think I'm, I was too embedded to actually give a objective reading like you guys. Okay. Um, Jessica, you have something to say? Ayun. So, kanina kasi yung parang non-commendable aspect which was yung disconnect niya probably to local, more local audiences. So, yung commendable aspect naman niya is yun niya. Um, in a documentary style, um, I... I enjoyed and I also like how um, it allowed me as an audience to understand not just Maria Ressa's struggle but also the other the bit players which would be Simoka, si Bato, even yung parts ni Duterte na sabihin na natin hindi naman niya always hindi, always na palang sinasabi. So, like yung mga sa speeches niya about you know, crass about women and stuff. So, yun. So, I enjoyed na she was able to 
to talk to the to Bato, to Bongo, um, to Mocha. You know, it wasn't just like hindi siya um nakasenter lang on one particular side. So yun. So I I hope na um although yung yung ending kasi nito hindi siya katulad ng ibang documentaries na somehow may counting resolution. So it's still similar to em- her previous works, Emelda, na parang you you can't trust the the narrator herself. Yeah. Pero dito you you can trust you you don't have to choose just or select one narrator. Parang marami silang narrators. Tas parang it's up to you if you would you know enthrall yourself with the the data that she showed. So, yun, yun yung commendable aspect. Especially yes. showing Maria Ressa not even shedding a single tear. That's a rare feat talaga. So, mm. And I just have to add then, kasi I had a debate with a friend about um, A Thousand Cuts um, yesterday. Um, our main um, debate uh, relied on the fact that I kept bringing up the idea of um, this documentary being a reminder of what's going on with um, the state of journalism in our country. And um, paulit-ulit nga rin sinasabi sa akin na hindi pwede na ang pelikula ay reminder lang. Kasi, um, syempre, nakikita na natin yung realidad eh. Dapat ang mga pelikula, hindi na lang siya ano, nagsaserve as reminder. Kasi, parang ano na lang din siya. It's like a distilled version of what we see um on our TV screens on on uh on reality on real life na kailangan na um documentaries films or whatever um type of moving images would be put out there dapat ano sila they're like a hammer na they they have a tendency to break um you know expectations and uh, be able to you know create change whenever it's capable of doing so um syempre in, there are instances where you you consider paano mo i-break yung yung expectations na meron ng tao and paano mo i-create yung change na meron ang tao kumbaga parang for me kasi ano it depends on when how, when you do so um sometimes we start with the reminder um for us to make it uh happen tapos once that reminder um, you know, has been born or has been concepted, that's the time wherein other people can branch out and can make more films or more forms of art that will, you know, spark change or will spark something within the hearts of many people. So I think A Thousand Cuts is definitely a good starting point for many people uh, to realize that uh, there is something going on with uh, the state of journalism in our country. And the question now is, where do we start the change? When do we start the change? And how do we start the change? Ayun. Uh, meron akong question sa inyong lahat. Um, yung isang, uh, I guess, yung isa pang criticism ng film is, um, bakit nyo binigyan ng platform yung mga likes ni Batong? Ayun din tanong ko. <laughs> do you think it was necessary for forming the narrative? Or do you think giving, like siguro do sa Kingmaker din, parang yun din yung gina, parang why give Imelda platform, di ba? So, so in this case, um, do you think it was necessary for, you know, 
for the creation of this docu or do you think medyo superfluous yung paggamit nila kay Bato and kay Mocha na rin siguro? Ako sa tingin ko doon, tingin ko doon, just, just to start things off, okay, whenever we want, whenever we look at um, on journalism, at documentaries, we keep saying na we want to be, we want an objective perspective. We want to see um, something as removed of bias as possible. Now, of course, you cannot be completely unbiased as a person. Kasi you ha- every person has their own bias, di ba? But I think the best you can do is you present, ano, you, you present, um, you, you want people to be as well-informed as possible. So if you are talking about characters like Mocha, you're talking about characters like um, Bato, as a filmmaker, you are forced to, eh, to grapple with the, se- with the decision, ano ba, will I give these people a platform? I mean, mahirap siya kasi like, you want to be objective, pero, and you want to be unbiased, pero, are you, uh, magsisimula ba sa'yo ang pag-label na, ay, I'm not gonna give them platforms kasi, quote-unquote, masama sila. Right. Diba? I mean, I think that, that's, that's the act of reconciliation that filmmakers go through, eh. Kasi kami, kami um, or like my fellow, yung colleagues yung mga journalists in the front lines, they, they also need to get statements from these people when it comes to the news. Kasi you have to give them a chance to respond. Eh. Mm-hmm. And gusto ko, i, ano, gusto ko lang din i-rebut yun. Not really rebut, but um, kasi I, I read a few a few comments on Twitter regarding also that idea. You know, yung, yung giving platforms to the likes of Bato and Mocha. And uh, one of them that I, I remember, you know, um, picking up from, and it also made me question nga why they were given a platform. Kumbaga, um, there is a possibility or there is that looming possibility of um, many BBS fans who would end up watching the film using, um, you know, those instances were in likable Sinamoka. Like, one example there, um, and I remember this very vividly, is yung nasa loob ng kotse si Mocha, and she was describing how her father was murdered by um, a riding in tandem, and her father was apparently a judge um, who was handling, like, um, um, an electoral protest, if I'm not mistaken, an electoral protest case. So, kumbaga, parang, you have a tendency to empathize with with these characters, not really characters, with these people. Um, but at the same time, um, how can you empathize for them if what they're doing is, you know, totally different from what they intend? Because let's be honest, and this is probably going to be very controversial even for me. Uh, I think they have good intentions, every single person in the world. Bato, Mocha, their intention is to make the Philippines a better place. I think that's, <laughs> it, oh, in their mind, probably. Um, and we have to agree with that as well. Pero, you know, their their actions are totally different from, uh, you know, what they intend to happen. And na the DDS people would use this, these, these instances na may kita natin si Bato or si Mocha as a platform to further support them, uh, to further give them, I, I don't want to say clout, but, you know, give them recognition, so to speak. I think, I think the problem stems from, and this, this also applies to what EG, 
to what Rafi, to, to Rafi's point, I think many people kasi conflate sympathy and empathy. So, you don't have to necessarily agree with the person's politics or you don't have to necessarily support the ideals of this person to empathize with them. Like, I may, I understand what you're going through, pero it doesn't mean I will support you in this, ano, in, in this, um, in this endeavor. Kasi na baget, I mean, ano yun eh, you have to understand the, the complexities and the layering, ay, how layered individuals are eh. So, example, just because you symp- you sympathize with, not sympathize, you empathize, sorry, I'm correcting myself, just because you empathize with um, what Mocha went through and actually believe na, okay, baka sa kinya, ito ang paraan to achieve something, you cannot, you cannot in your, in your, ano, in, in your, okay, quote-unquote, right mind, you cannot, in, in your right mind, support the, the, ano, the efforts, her, her efforts in misinformation, di ba? Or in, in feeding the public the information that, that's, that's been proven false. I mean, you cannot right. support that. But, but still, you can, you can, you can um, empathize. Pwede, pwede mo kaawaan na kita mo, kita mo na parang she was losing support from her own camp. You can empathize. You can understand that okay, may madadi issue siya. Pero that, that doesn't that, that doesn't translate na ay okay promo ka na ako. Yes, I agree. And this is where the limits, I guess, of the 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 documentary also comes from. No, because of course, with that in mind, um, na na nandun yung idea na um, you know, the, the documentary will not really um, leave uh, a, com- a lasting impact then. I'm contradicting what I said earlier na I said that it might leave a lasting impact. But I guess um, I want to correct myself now and then. It will leave a lasting impact in the future, probably to the future generations who will end up watching this film. Pero right now, as, as of the moment, it's, 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 it's there. We, we, we remind ourselves that this exists, but at the same time, um, do we really need to be reminded again? Parang, I'm, I'm contradicting myself with what I said earlier, and I apologize if ever I need to. Pero, um, you know, in hindsight, and now that I'm thinking more about it with everyone, you know, with everyone's opinion, um, do we really need to remind ourselves again na, um, tawag dito, na nangyayari to sa atin? Punta tayo sa ano, um, meron akong isang interesting na viewpoint na nakita na regarding yung, yung pag-shoot ng pelikula. Yung cameraman itong pelikula is a foreigner, hindi siya ano. And merong point yung isa na yung access to people and yung shinear nilang information, lalo na yung kunyari, yung cable to, ganyan, is different compared siguro kung Pilipino yung DP ng pelikula. Do you have any comments on that? I think ano yun eh. I think those are worthy discourses. <laughs> discourses na not, not exactly about um the content of the of the film, pero it's emblematic of ano na rin eh, of the industry in general. Like yeah, you're bringing you're bringing this discussions into the fore. Na I think tama naman. Pero ano yun eh. That's 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 um emblematic of 
of our colonial roots and our of not just the film industry but society as a whole. Eh? <laughs> we have a we in a way we still worship the white man, <laughs> or parang there's added prestige, or you are you are more receptive. Pag feeling mo my international clout yung ginagawa mo. That's why we praise we we go gaga pag may Pilipino nakapasok sa contest abroad. <laughs> Pasok sa balita lahat ng mga bagay na ganun. Diba? I mean, get what I'm saying? That's that's ano eh. That's a societal that's also a societal discussion eh. Hmm. And I think mahaba-habang discussion yun if hmm. ever ma- Yeah. Ayun guys, any more comments on ano? On, on the film. <laughs> Do you think din ba na yung limited na viewing window niya affects yung... Do you think this film should be accessible to more people? I believe so. Kasi I'm not comparing it with Kuling Ilbimbo kasi it's a different platform or a different form of media, di ba? Pero kasi di ba yung effect nung Kuling Ilbimbo Uh, like, nag-number one siya in trending sa YouTube. Kasi kahapon, nung chinek ko siya while watching it, it's number 21 or number 15. And then, ang nakakapanood lang ay within the territory of Philippines. However, outside the country, hindi. So, hindi lahat naka-access watching the documentary. Ganon. Pero I believe they're doing something na eh. Kasi parang in-update nila sa ano, Twitter. Ayun. Uh, ako din eh, parang one of the, personally, one of the most important ways of battling disinformation is information. Disseminating information. You have to tell the truth. And kung meron kang, yeah, if you, if you have documentaries like this, pero konti lang nga makakita, anong matutulong nun sa bansa natin? Although, yun nga, mm, There are a lot of considerations regarding that. Uh, I think, ano, diba? Kasi in an ideal world, I mean, that's what we strive for. That's why mayroon may internet. I mean, the access to free and accessible information is key to battling to battling this information. So any form of information that may add to your knowledge is, is, ano, is needed, if not warranted, diba? Not want, if, if, if not wanted, sorry, not wanted. Ayun. And uh, I guess parang it could have been a way to kasi yung the the, the docu presented all of these problems diba this is there's ano pero yung it could have been presented as a viable solution to those problems na inemphasize nila that um yun nga maraming umaatake sa amin all you all we can do is the truth. Pero yun nga, merong, may pumasok na, <laughs> ano, love, love, ganyan, <laughs> forgive. Pero, alam mo yun, sana nagdagdag. Tinatanong nga ni Maria Reza, cheesy ba to? Pero, in a way, it works. In a way, sana dinagdagan pa ng something else. Sa so, lang ako, after watching it, ang, kasi I agree with what you said, guys, na parang, Um, it tackles so many things, pero it's in the span of ano, two hours. I would have wanted to see it both extended and 
um, yeah. built into chapters. Yes. Nature, kasi siguro kasi right now, sanay na tayo sa documentaries with the advent of Netflix. Sanay na tayo sa documentary mm. na multi-parts eh. Mm. Um, I think it, it could have... Kasi ano eh, this was shown in Sundance. So, alam nyo may time frame. <laughs> may, may, may schedule sa hinahabol. Pero I would have wanted na ano siya eh, maging parang the wire in its, in its um capturing the whole ecosystem. Parang I would have wanted to see talaga, okay, um, what, what's happening sa Rappler, what happened post-elections. Um, even Yon cover din. siguro, even cover siguro nangyari sa ABS-CBN. Kasi if it's, if it's gonna be all about press freedom na rin. Pero again, we, we, we are working in, ano, we are I'm, I'm speaking as a know, as a viewer. <laughs> Parang we are pero we are also working we have to understand the limits of documentary production. Yes. Na okay, you're given a span of time when are you going to premiere? So even if I want to include something, eh kumare ano na to. Mahirap kasi 'di ba, pag documentary, you never really know how it will turn out kasi it would be it would be not ideal naman na gumagawa ng documentary with, with, or with already a story in mind. What you want to do is capture as much footage and then from what from what you've seen, from what you've um, understood in that span of time, like two years, three years, five years, you, ano, you streamline it para it's both in-depth and covers. It, ano, eh, you have to reconcile na dapat in-depth siya pero at the same time, it's um all their bases covered. Yeah. Kaya, kaya ako personally hirap pa rin ako mag-review ng documentary eh. Like if you notice I I mostly write about narrative kasi it's so hard to to ano eh, to judge something na alam mong it, it it's supposed to be a snapshot. It's it's not supposed to um na parang ginawa siya with a lead in mind. Ah. Uh-huh. Personal ano ko lang yun. Um so, yung sinabi ni Louie, uh, para sa perspective ng pelikula, may parang paradox na nabuod. Kasi, napansin daw niya, habang lumahaba yung screen time ni Moko at ni Bato, yung screen time ni Samira Gutok, parang set to the side lang siya. So, ang observation daw niya, kaya mahaba screen time nung Bato at ni Moko is to bear how ridiculous they are, yung parang hypocrisy nila, etc. At the same, pero at the same time, yung nangyayari kasi, nawawala ng opportunity maipakita kung anong klaseng tao sila sa Miraguto. Kung ano silang klaseng tao. And that kind of lessens the impact of women in the workplace. Ayun na. Ayun na si Tristan. O sis, okay na. Natap- nabasa ko na. Ayan. Dapat ba nakaanggalin sa chaway na magkiklink lahat ng baso natin? Ayun. Uh, ayun. So, any final thoughts siguro? Kasi rap wrap up na tayo. Uh, any final thoughts before we end this discussion? Ayun. Ako, yeah. Yeah, sige, Louie, ikaw. <laughs> Ako, ano? Stuck yata si Louie. So. No. Stuck kanina pa siya. Ako, ano? Um, it's, it's a very flawed film. Um, I hope whoever watches this uh, digs deeper. I wish may follow up. Kasi, and ano eh, if, if they have the resources, given that they have, if they have the resources, gawin nilang series. Kasi, and, and 
ano, show it to the people. Kasi the people need to know. Kasi kung ang source of info mo lang is, ano, is, ano tawag dito? If ang source of info mo lang is Facebook or yung mga Chuchu Bell supporters, diehard, ganun. Wala, wala ka talagang mapapala. Ito, And, release, release na Diaz Cut. <laughs> release Diaz Cut. <laughs> sa, ano, sa HBO Max. <laughs> Ayan eh. And ano, and also, I guess perspectives din. If in the making of the film, more perspectives sana would be nice. Pero yun nga, we're, we're talking about this a posterior right? A posterior right? Tapos na eh. So, kung kung sino may gagawa ng <laughs> ano ba? A, a thousand and one cuts. <laughs> Electric boogaloo. Two thousand. Two thousand cuts. <laughs> two thousand two cuts. Ganun na lang. Hey guys, let, let's put into context pala na we are, we are recording the day before the verdict. Yeah, ang nga pala. Oh, let's put in, let's put that in the context. So baka we release this after. Syempre, the narrative again will, <laughs> will change kasi that will be another big ano eh. It would be nice if they re-released siguro this thing ano eh after the verdict tomorrow eh. We're recording this wala pa eh kasi everything yeah. will change. Yeah. Naging it will talagang mapepaint na si Maria Reza as this parang heroic figure or something. Yeah. Para martyr. But, pero nakakatakot. Sorry? Ano? Nakakatakot. Oh, nakakatakot. I mean, nakakatakot talaga. I mean, per- personally, parang I adore her as a boss. So, I mean, alam mo yun, it, it's hard then to 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 fathom ano mga pwede mangyari. But syempre, yeah, we hold the line, courage on, lahat ng, <laughs> lahat ng aming hashtags. Yun. And ano, if if this is a, if it it ends it ends up in a guilty verdict, it will set a precedent talaga. Tapos parang irony lang din na tipong nung pinapas ni Tito Soto yung cyber libel no. Sinasabi niya ay dito web weaponized, dito gagamitin for ganyan ganyan. The first thing na talaga ano nila is yung cyber libel no, yung pinaano nila kay Maria Reza. So and to note na no, retroactive Retroactive ba, di ba? So, no one also, is safe. <laughs> also, hindi involved sa Maria sa mga article na yun. <laughs> di ba? Captain of the ship. Ganun pa yung lumabas na. No? It's, this is, we are living in a, ano, we're living in a place na napaka-broken na ng system. Na, wala eh. Ano magagawa natin? Yun lang. Article na lalabas bukas. May nag, <laughs> Nabasa ko yan, may nagbasa akong tweet about yung the film being two hours long, na parang sana daw naghanap ng viable solution. I think kasi this, this is one of those documentaries, like kunwari, isa plus solution, na it's an hour and a half long, pero you know, it's not something that you could actually solve. Like press freedom is a thing that you yeah. could actually solve in, in one go away. So parang... Ano? Daming kamyo. Ang daming kamyo sa likod mo, Sess. Oh yun. So I I hope na na maging okay yung turnout. And even if knock on wood asin asin um hindi maging okay yung verdict niya tomorrow. This will still be a very important film to back up, you know, her story. 
Yeah, kasi we're living through history eh. If isipin nyo, like, these times we are in right now, itong darkest timeline natin, we are living through, one, we're living through a pandemic. So, not really, we're, we're seeing in action um, loss and um, changes with our, ano ba, with our constitution na, I don't know, it will be an eh. It will go down, it will go down history eh. So, whether good or bad, I won't <laughs> comment on that. Pero, <laughs> pero gets, this, this are, you cannot deny na people will be talking about these moments for years to come. True, that's true. And, you know, fingers... Uh-huh. If people are, are lazy to Google or Wikipedia who Maria Ressa is, whenever she said in the documentary that she chose to be in this country, she voluntarily chose, it's because She's a Fulbright scholar, so that means you have access to choose where you want to, um, you know, go to school. So, parang very noble pa nga na nag-aaral ka na sa US, pero you, you know, you, out of all the schools in the whole world na ipiliin mo para mag-masters, bumalik ka pa sa hometown. Tapos ganun na yung gagawin sa'yo. Diba? Ayun. Doon kailangan ko i-fact-check yung info kasi di, di ko alam. <laughs> Ayun. <laughs> pero... Well, the the point being, she came back. <laughs> Kasi mm. ano na siya, based abroad na siya eh. So yun. So first, they came for the journalist and then they don't know what happened next. <laughs> yes. Fingers crossed na walang mangyari, pero you know, you never know. With this country. <laughs> Ayun. So, ayun. Um, thank you guys for... <laughs> being with this discussion. Medyo marami tayo ngayon. <laughs> Ayun, medyo, hindi, hindi, hindi naman super complete, pero marami tayo ngayon. So, natuwa naman ako dyan. Sige, what have we watched recently? Just go. <laughs> Ayun na lang. Ito rin ang last watch ko eh. Uh, what have we watched recently other than A Thousand Cups? Anything? Watch, listen to. Sige, start na muna ako. Dalaway na panood ko recently. I guess, Siguro mabilis lang isa yung isa. Mabilis lang din. Um, I recently watched on Netflix a Thai film called Back to the 90s. Ayan. So, si Bayfer niyan, di ba? Oo, siya yun. Fan ako yun. <laughs> Ang cute niya doon, dinala niya yung pelikula. Uh, may parang Back to the Future vibe siya. Pero isipin mo kung si Marty McFly nagka-crush siya sa old flame ng tatay mo. Ayan. So, parang ganun yung nangyari. Okay naman siya, it's cute, pero rushed yung third act. Sana hinabaan pa nila. Yun, yun lang naman. Panoorin nyo, nakakatawa siya. Kung, kung fan kayo niya, no? by firm. Tapos, yung isa ko pa, nang, pa lang pinapanood is Normal People. Yun, it's a, it's a 12-episode drama series from, ano, from Hulu. It's based on uh, a book of the same name by Sally Rooney. And, uh, Nabasa ko na yung libro, tapos nasa episode 6 na ako. It takes a while na kumapit sa'yo. Pero once kumapit na siya sa'yo, shit. Medyo, mm, Malagkit. Malagkit siya. <laughs> Para ramdam mo yung ano, ramdam mo na these two people like each other. Pero may circumstance sila na basta. And yung, yung, napansin ko na yung framing niya is, ano, it, medyo, Uh, may sinabi si Tristan earlier na parang may pagka-raw yung pagka-film niya. Yeah. Parang nanunood ka sa kanila, pinapanood mo sila. 
and then interspersed with parang montages tsaka more formal looking shots. Yung gusto ko parang it's very raw eh, in its depiction um, of like intimacy, desire. Yes. And basically, ano yun eh, it's like you know how people connect and this is how I don't know, parang how people are drawn to each other talaga na how how people build a relationship of codependency minsan. Na, okay, it's not it's not exactly rom- romantic, pero you know na they need each other or parang they fit they fit they fit, they fit ano, one another, not just physically. <laughs> Yan. Tapos sige, tas ano, Tristan, ikaw, what have you watched recently? Other Ako, than a thousand not, not recently, but I also watched Normal People and uh, another show from Hulu, The Great, C.L. Fanning as Catherine The Great. So, same writer siya as um, the favorite. So, Tony McNamara. So, alam mo yung very, ano siya, very satirical na histo- it's a, it's a parang, I would consider it, I'd consider it already a piece of alternate uh, history kasi mm-hmm. it takes history and plays around with it. Cause even the dialogue, like mixing modern and and you know, um, and and the past. Pero ang isa pa pa ko, I I got access to screeners of HBO's Perry Mason. So mm. noir, it's classic noir, and I like it because it will be released on Father's Day. So kilo very pantate. <laughs> Sa HBO to? HBO. Oh HBO, it's it's a remake, not a remake. It's a reboot of this 50s, 60s show about a lawyer. Pero ngayon, ginawa niya lang PI. I mean, parang, parang siyang prequel. <laughs> the early days. Before siya naging lawyer. Uh, before siya naging lawyer, he was a PI. Kumari. Starring, ano, it stars Matthew Reese from The Americans. And then, ano pa ba? Wala, I've been watching trailers of Last of Us 2. <laughs> Sa Jun- preparation. June 19 ang release niya, no? Yes. I've got my pre-order stub. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Sana all. Sana all. <laughs> Last of us. Um, sige, sino next? What have you watched recently? Rafi, ikaw. Ay, sige. Ano, uh, no Independence Day, medyo marami ako napanood, pero one, two films na I, sige, hindi, isa lang. Yung unang pelikula na I want, na I really wanna talk about is yung Bakit Dilaw Ang Gitna ng Baghari ni Kidla Tahine. When was this film, ano, Rafi? Ano yan? When was this film filmed? 1994. I see. Yeah. I believe. Yeah, 90s siya. Um, I've, I've seen, ano, ang unang lang kasi napanood ko kay um, Kidlat is yung Turumba, which I saw during the now defunct world premieres film festival yan so um doon pa lang sobrang hanga na ako kay Kidnat Tahimik as a filmmaker and then i saw Balik Bayan number 1 yan memory mm. of development redux because of activist film festival that's nice so, al- talagang hanga ako kay kay Kidnat Tahimik as a as a filmmaker kaya niyang um kaya niyang going uh, compelling yung story niya bilang isang tatay na sa anak niya, which is si Kedlat de Guya, and be able to connect it to Philippine history, um, of course, during you know his time, in such a way na makukumpel ka. Um, kasi yung bakit dilang gitna ng bagari, it's in the form of a diary. Parang eh. nagkikwento lang siya, uh, and you know, the, the film goes on with its usual um, 
you know, storytelling about kung a- paano tinuturoan ni um, ni Kidlat yung mga anak niya kung na, pa, na maging, tawag dito, artistic. Kasi artistic by nature si Kidlat eh. And then, mm. um, he adds these bits and pieces of information regarding what's happening with the society, with um, the rise and fall of the Marcos era, and with the dip- disappointment coming into the the new government with with the constitutional with a democracy na nabuo from the 1987 constitution kumpara talagang ako compare kay talagang ano yun lang masasabi ko talagang wala akong masabi yun yeah. <laughs> sige okay saka i saw one korean film um the the english title is beast clawing astro it's um a debut film released this year and the two words lang masasabi ko talaga holy ball ah, ganda ano yan? it's a great film huh? sobrang ah, ganda promise <laughs> yun lang so sige Jim kau naman what have you watched recently ako tatlo eh pero siguro kahit dalawa or <laughs> sige ikaw uh, ikaw bala uh, ang ma-share ko ang napan ko kasi end of this year Overcomer. So, dalawang fate-based films yon. Uh-huh. Although, End of the Spear is based on a novel or a book with the same title by um, Steve Saint and then The Way He Looks na isang coming-of-age film. Ganun. So, with End of the Spear, um, nalungkot ako kasi nabasa ko yung libro. So, mahirap kasi pag film adaptation, syempre, you're expecting na yung nabasa mo sa libro, lalabas siya with in the film, ganun. However, mm. hindi siya nangyari. So, ang nangyari kasi with the film, three acts siya. Dun sa first act, yun yung, ano kasi siya, tungkol siya sa mga missionaries. Five mm-hmm. missionaries during the 50s uh, trying to reach out the, the Waudani tribe in Amazon. Uh-huh. So, they're reaching out with the Waudani tribe oh, for evangelism or spreading the gospel. Ganun nga. However, uh, as they try to reach out, Uh, they thought kasi na inaatake sila yung Waudani tribe. So, ang ginagawa kasi nila, they are one of the dangerous tribe in Amazon. Uh, ini-spear nila. Yung sinisibat nila yung, ano, yung kalaban nila. So, they thought kalaban yung mga missionaries. Sinibat nila yon. Tapos, uh, yun yung sa first act. And then the second act, yun yung um, tawag dito, nag-reach out pa rin yung family ng mga napatay na missionaries. And then the third act, yun na yung author mismo, si Steve Stain, um, deciding if he will he will stay dun sa community. Kasi ina-ask siya to stay in the community. Ang, ano ko lang, ang observation ko with the film was that dun kasi sa film, confusing yung method or way ng evangelism, unlike sa book. And then sa book kasi, mas adventurous siya because ano yun, eh, detailed, syempre, the hunting, and then Uh, paano nila talaga ni-reach out yung, mga, yung tribe, ganun, yung mga methods. And then, hindi kasi doon pinakita yung controversy na bakit pa nila ni-reach out na pinatay na nga nung tribe eh. Diba? Parang, it, parang may ano, parang there's something a motive. Yun yung tingin kasi ng mga tao. Kasi bakit yung pa reach out? Yung pinatay na nga yung ano mo, family mo eh. Ganun. And another controversy din ng film was that Uh, yung lead actor kasi si Chad Allen is an openly gay and activist. 
So, eh, this is a, a faith-based film. So, ang controversy, bakit siya yung gaganap? Yun. Pero with, sa nabasa ko naman sa article or trivia, um, yung si Steve Saint defended him naman. So, uh, yun, yun yung nakita kong mga tawag dito, uh, observation, ayun uh, yung observation ko sa film na parang nakukulaangan ako with the film kasi syempre, iba yung pagnabasa mo yung uh, libro. And then with Overcomer naman, um, hindi naman siya disappointing kasi I followed the Kendrick Brothers, eh, yung mga films nila. So, through, through the years, nakita ko na improvement. Kasi with Flywheel, makikita mo pa yung amateur style pa ng filmmaking eh. And then, nag-improve na siya when they made War Room 2015. Ganun. Kasi hindi talaga may iwasan with faith-based films. And yung preachy talaga yan. Diba? So, pero with Overcomer naman, maganda naman yung kinalabasan. Okay naman siya. Kasi bawat films naman ng Kendrick Brothers, may uh, thematic naman siya. It's not only about faith. For instance, here in Overcomer, it talks about identity as well. So, yun. Enjoy ko naman yung film. Yan. Yan. Um, last but not the least, Princess, yan. Do you have any anything that you watched recently? History 101 on Netflix. Ah, okay. The China episode. Okay. Kamusta okay. naman siya? So, um, I was always either curious before. Hindi ko kasi siya masyadong nabasa sa, sa school. Pero natataka kasi ako like, so, alam ko naman yung communism is about, you know, um, sharing the wealth, ganyan. Pero you wonder how China became this massive, ano, um, economic giant all of a sudden. So it all started pala after Mao Zedong's death. So yun yung tinakal ng History 101 and then yun nga, parang, ano kasi sa bagay nagfail kasi yung system na ginawa ni Mao Zedong. Sorry Chinese friends. <laughs> China number one friends out there, sorry. Taiwan But number your system one. failed so, yeah, so someone else thought of a way. The so, opinions um, of Third World Cinema Club. <laughs> yes. Yeah, tayo sa episode na to may meron meron magre-revolution. Shit, Third World Cinema Club shit. But guys, yeah, so disclaimer. Opinions are what they are. Opinions. May ganon. Uh, yeah, may wala po akong alam na. about Doon na lang ako. Doon Rafi. Lang ako. So if you want to watch documentaries with kind of a knowledge is power vibe, just check out History 101 on Netflix. Yan. Um, so that's it. That ends our, ano, our episode for today. <laughs> okay na. <laughs> <laughs> thank, you. thank you thank you sa lahat thank you, thank you, I miss you all